Hello everyone, I'm Rachel. And I'm Isaac. And you're listening to Let's Talk Avatar. This podcast is a watch through of Avatar The Last Airbender. We will be discussing each episode in detail and giving our opinions on it. So stick around and be a part of the conversation. Just as a warning, this episode does feature spoilers from Avatar The Last Airbender. This is a teen rated podcast, so listener discretion is advised. everyone and welcome back to let's talk avatar i'm rachel i'm isaac and today we're going to be discussing episodes five through eight starting with episode five it is titled the king of omashu and um in this episode they arrive at omashu and they kind of fud up the town a little bit yeah um a little bit it actually looks pretty fun they use the mail carts to kind of like i don't know slide i guess it's like a roller coaster type Mm -hmm. thing but they get caught, and then the like earthbending soldiers take them in. And Boomy, who is Aang's long, long, long time friend, um, is actually the ruler of Omashu. And but Aang isn't aware of that yet. Yeah, but I think Boomy knew the whole along. time. Mm-hmm. So he captures Katara and Sokka, and we kind of he like gives them these crystals. Yeah, that, that starts gr- like growing till it encases them. Completely. Yeah, like over time they will basically suffocate from the crystals. So in order for Aang to save them, Boomy actually challenges him to like a bunch of different challenges. Um, and the first one was pretty easy for him, I felt like. So Boomy noticed that and was like, "Okay, let's do something else," you know, because he wanted mm-hmm. to have fun. Boomy's pretty crazy. Yeah, I feel like, and I don't think he would have given Aang something he knew he couldn't handle because yeah. he knew who it was. Yeah. Um, but some of it was pretty intense. Like when he smashes him with a rock or at least attempts to. Yeah, when they're um, dueling, it's like the last challenge. Boomy is like one of the best earthbenders, I feel like. Yeah. His strength, even for being a hundred and whatever he is. <laughs> I'm is assuming the same age as Aang. Well, what Aang should be, 112 or yeah. around there. I just want to say, too, how awesome Omashu looks. Like, if I was an earthbender, I would want to live there. Yeah. The sights and the, um, I don't know, just the views that you get. And then when they pan out, when the episode's ending, you see the whole town of Omashu, and it just looks boss. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of um, Egypt. Like, the three pyramids. Yeah, it kind of does have that feel to it. But they're all encased in a wall. What I thought was really cool is, like, Omashu is the headquarters. It's almost like a a UPS store? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, for the mail system. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, It's like their their mail system. Mm Mm-hmm. And even, like, the trail up to Omashu, it's very dangerous. It's like this windy little slope road um oh we forgot to mention be, when they enter omashu ang pretends to be this old guy and they just let him in the soldiers just let him in yeah well because katara steps up next to him pretending to be like his granddaughter or something and they're like oh you're responsible we'll let you guys in yeah. or you look responsible i would be like what is a water tribe person doing here you know yeah like they had to come a long way to get here but, I mean, it is a cartoon, so... Yeah. It's not like they would make it very difficult, I don't think, just because of how difficult the rest of the episode is. 
There really isn't too much to this episode besides meeting Boomy and Aang going through the different challenges he has to, which is still very entertaining. And we get to see Boomy, which is always really cool. I don't know. I don't remember. I guess it's getting ahead. But do we ever see him again in the series? I don't remember. I think we do, but I don't think it's like for a very long time. Okay, that's what I was thinking. I just wasn't sure it's been a while. I really like this episode solely for the fact that this is literally the first introduction into the Earth Kingdom and they couldn't have done a done it a better way, I feel like. Um, they had the right amount of danger. They were meeting Aang's longtime friend and it was just a really cool concept of a kingdom or city. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So... Episode six. Episode six. This one is called Imprisoned. Oh, this is the one with, um, what's his name? Haru. Haru. I don't know why. I always want to say Nook Tuk. Nook Tuk? <laughs> That's, That's way Cora. too far ahead. Um, this episode out of the rest of them wasn't bad. It just didn't, it wasn't very entertaining, I guess, as much as the other ones. Some, one thing I will say, though, is you kind of need this episode for a later episode. Mm-hmm. I think it might be in season two or three. What episode? Um, Zuko Alone. Oh. Oh, yeah, because you have to get to know these characters. Yeah, so they're in the woods, and they see someone earthbending, and it turns out, I think it's Haru, right? It is Haru. And people, because... Pretty much every, as you guys know, all all the other nations, I guess you can say, have been taken over by the um, firebenders. So as of right now, Huru, Haru's um, home is being taxed and evaded by the, the Fire, Fire Nation. Nation. Yeah. So if they find out that he's earthbending, then he will be sent to prison or sent away because obviously earthbend, they don't want like a revolt on their hands. Yeah, I picture it as like an internment camp. They're kind of gathering up all of the it sounds very dark but they're gathering up all of these earthbenders and putting them on boats of metal made out of metal so they literally have nothing to bend to use against the fire nation Mm -hmm. and they find out so katara and haru go off on their own talking whatever and they find this old guy and he's kind of stuck in a mine and haru's like i can't earthbend i'm gonna get caught and katara's like no one else is here to see so then he finally does it and he saves the old man and they think they're fine. And then later that night, Haru gets a knock on his door by the Fire Nation. And the old guy he had just saved was like, yes, he's right there. That's the Earth. Yeah. And it's like, dude, I saved your life and now you're going to turn me in. Yeah. like you. And I mean, then Katara is the one that told him to do it. Yeah. They could have left him to die, you know? Yeah. My, okay. One of, the, one of the moments I think is really funny is when, so pretty much after that, Katara feels responsible, obviously, for getting him in trouble. So they go to save him. But to get caught, I guess, for him, or for her to get to where he is, she has to get caught. So she pretends to be an earthbender. And because Aang throw, he like... They set up this like contraption thing with air vents. Mm-hmm. And they put a big boulder over one of the vents. And, and Aang air bends and it lifts the boulder up and Momo's right under it. And yeah. the air vent, I mean, the fire, fire, fire nation is like... Um, lemur earthbending and then yeah. Sokka's like no it's the girl duh and they're like, and they're oh, like oh come with us they're like oh yeah yeah definitely a lemur one at earthbend but it was one of those moments where I was like wow this is really cringy but it's also really funny <laughs> so they get caught or Katara does and so she they're on the ship now right mm-hmm. and Katara does this whole spiel about like huge how speech they- about how they have to have um like courage. the courage and get and- their I guess like angsty angsty selves back to 
to take over and revolt against the Fire Nation while the Fire Nation is listening to their entire conversation or her speech. And nobody cares. Yeah, they're all discouraged <laughs> at this point. And Katara's just like, well, better go kill myself. She has um, such good intentions, though. Like, she really does try to help people, you know? Yeah. But eventually, Aang and Sokka get there with Appa, and they figure out a way to get material for the Earthbenders to bend. Mm-hmm. And they actually find the coal that's inside the, the ship's engine. And um, similar to, like, how they did the air vent thing, yeah. they kind of air vent the coal out into the main like ship deck Mm -hmm. and then the earthbenders use that towards the fire nation and end up taking over the ship yeah and getting free getting set free and they thank katara and they're like thank you like we didn't realize like i guess i want to say like it's like they had been because they had been there for so long They'd been so discouraged, so they're like, nothing's going to change no matter... Uh, how many people do you think have probably shown up there and said the same thing Katara did? Yeah, Or at true. least tried to get them energized about something, so... I mean, I can understand why they'd be discouraged, but at the end of the day, they think her, they escape and go back home. And then, that's the end of that episode, right? Yeah. So it's not, it's not that it's not entertaining, it's just... I guess you don't see these characters very often after this, so you just really don't care as much as you would about the main group or everyone else involved. It's an insight into what is actually happening in this war and how yeah. the Earth Earth Nation or Earth Kingdom is um, dealing with it and what's happening to them, well, which I thought was very interesting. And Isaac and I were talking about this yesterday when we watched the episodes that, you know, there really isn't much filler in Avatar because every episode, or I guess an episode you could consider filler or really doesn't move, it isn't relating to the initial like gang is still very important to the plot because you're seeing behind the behind the scenes stuff that's going on as well as Aang growing as the Avatar. It's still giving you information on um, very, I guess, important things, but I know you're like, as you're watching this, you're thinking about the Avatar's timeline and you want to see more of the avatar so you can kind of consider it filler but it's not yeah i want to i want to consider it filler but i if someone said it was filler i mean i could understand where they're coming from you know yeah so then we go into episode seven this is uh part one of two it's called the spirit world Ooh, this is where we get our first glimpse of the spirit world and can i just say the spirit world is lit yeah the spirit world is one thing that i think is just uh, i'm just really glad that that is part of the lore in Avatar because it adds so much more to it yeah. and it makes things so much more interesting. So they are passing through, the gang is passing through on Appa and they notice that a huge portion of a forest has been like burnt down. So they kind of go there to check out what's going on um, and they can't really figure it out. But Aang is, he's kind of sad because he realizes he doesn't know how to be the Avatar. He could have been here to prevent it, but instead they were stuck with Haru which was still good for him to free those people, but he's realizing he can't do everything at once. He's not he's not a god, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, his well, powers are great, but they're not... He can't be everywhere at once, you know? And, and the, he has to realize that. And the people he had supporting him, teaching him how to be the Avatar, are now gone because of the Fire Nation. And so he doesn't even know how to get to Avatar Roku or anyone to ask the questions he needs to or get the answers he wants but luckily roku finds him through the spirit world mm-hmm. and um before i get too far ahead i was like are we gonna <laughs> explain what's happening um 
they go to a nearby village and oh well, someone finds them and takes them to their village and they kind of explain that there's this beast that's been attacking their village so Aang decides to wait till like nightfall because that's when it shows up and it turns out it's a spirit mm-hmm. so Aang is like trying to get um trying to shoo this spirit away you know and he ends up following the spirit because think, no because Sokka no, joins Sokka in, gets the in the fight way, yeah and Aang's like no like I don't want to actually hurt the spirit you know and yeah. then the spirit takes off with Sokka so Aang, Aang chases, chases him. him and um as soon as this like uh Aang is about to get Sokka all of a sudden the spirit enters the spirit world and so does Aang Mm-hmm. But the spirit's nowhere to be found. So Aang is stuck in this state, and he doesn't know what it is yet. He doesn't know that he's even in the spirit world yet. So then morning comes, and Katara's, like, sad because the closest like, people to her right now are gone. Yeah, she's like, where's Aang? Where's Sokka? Like, are they going to be back soon? Who's she talking to? Dude, that's I think she's talking right. to, like, the village. Oh, the head, head village guy. Yeah. yeah, that's right. And he's like, it'll be fine. And Aang is there, but in spirit form, so they can't see him. And he's, like, trying and, to talk to them. And he doesn't know that he's in spirit form because he he doesn't know what the spirit world is as of right now. And then he realizes um, along the way... When, when the sun shines on him, he realizes he's, like, translucent, you know? Yeah, and that no one can see him. And then he's sitting and he looks up and he sees this, like, thing flying towards him. And as it gets closer, you realize that it's a dragon. And then at that moment... It gives you, like, a glimpse of Avatar Roku when he would be riding the dragon and whatnot. And then this dragon... Well, no, once the dragon touches him, that's when it shows him that it's from Avatar Roku. Yeah. That's right. So the the dragon comes up to him, touches him. He realizes that it's from Avatar Roku, and he gets on the dragon, and it takes him... Where does it take him? Does he just end up talking to Avatar Roku? So over time, it's taking him to the volcano island with the fire sages. Oh, the crescent but this, island. But this whole time... Um, we forgot to mention Iroh has been captured. So yeah. Zuko's trying to find Iroh. Uh, Iroh's been captured by some like earthbenders. And um, as Aang is traveling with this dragon to that island, they pass by Iroh. So, with the earthbenders, which by the way, they're on their way to Ba Sing Se. Yeah. And Iroh actually can see into the spirit world. So he sees this massive dragon and everyone which- else is like, what are you looking at? There's a lot to this moment. Like, once I realized, because I never realized before that he saw the dragon, but no one else did because it's from the spirit world. Spirit world. There is so much to it that I can't really talk about because it's from it until we get further in the series. Yeah. But it's it's a really cool realization. It's, it's cool because Iroh is, like, one of the only people. I think he is the only, I don't know. I, I shouldn't say that, but he's one of the only people that can, like, see into the spirit world without being there he's so spiritually in tuned i don't but i don't know if he could actually see it or if it was like a feeling like he felt it true i think it was more of a feeling. either way he is very very in tune with the spirit realm you yeah. know like he he can sense things that most anyone can't i think it's like more of an intuition thing yeah um but they eventually ang eventually makes it to the crescent volcano island and there he is revealed, it's revealed to him oh, that... wait, 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 hold on. So he never talks to Roku until the next episode, right? Because the yeah, no, dragon's Roku, showing him where Roku to go. Roku is there and Aang knows that it's Roku, but it, Roku never talks to him. That's right. The dragon is taking him to where he needs to go to talk to Roku. Yeah, so... And that's the end of that episode, remember? Yeah. And then Katara loses her necklace and you see... No, is that the end of... 
That's the end of the next episode. Oh, never mind. Sorry, guys. I'm getting ahead of myself. It's just part one and two, and it's it when it breaks, it starts leads right into the episode, so I get them mixed up. But before episode eight starts, the end of episode seven, Aang gets back, um, and the spirit's there again, and he kind of reasons with it. You know, he says, I get that your forest was burnt down, because he realizes that burnt forest was the spirit's home, and the spirit kind of, like, is, I guess, brought back to normal. And it turns into a panda. And as it's walking away, it leaves like a trail of bamboo. And Sokka and some random earthbender village people walk out of it. So then after that, everyone's back to normal and they leave. And then episode 8 starts and they're on Appa. And keep in mind, it's the the solstice, right? They need to be... And they're supposed to be at the Northern Water Tribe by that day. But Aang's like no, I can't go there anymore. I have to go to this Crescent Island to talk to Avatar Roku. And they're like, okay, like, I mean, that's throwing us off track, but if you say we need to, we need to. Yeah. So as of, at the end of that episode when they're leaving on Appa, that's where they're going is to that Crescent, where, where the fire sages are. So this, I didn't, I forgot that this happened. There was a really amazing scene. Um, pretty much half the episode is them trying to get to the island on water and Zuko's following closely behind him. Mm-hmm. Like shooting fireballs and almost hitting him. Oh, yeah. And then there's a whole fleet that has like locked. With General Zhao. They Zhao. made like a wall I in the never water. I can his name right. And um, you have General Zhao and Zuko both trying to get the Avatar. So they have to maneuver through all of this like block, all these blockades and. And again, I just want to point this out. They're teenagers and they're taking yeah. these people on. And it's just crazy because it's like. They're doing what they need to to survive, and they're all very strong. Even Sokka, who can't bend, still has a, a lot of courage and strength, and is not very. They're they're not very fearful ever. They're yeah. just like, okay, this is what's going on. We need to deal with it. They're not like, oh my god, run away. They're gonna get us, you know. Um, but they eventually make it to the Crescent Island, and they meet the Fire Sages, but. Those sages are obviously not for the Avatar right now. They're, me and Rachel were talking about it. They are probably influenced most likely by Ozai. Mm-hmm. Except for one fire sage. Yeah, so they're... actually still very true to Avatar Roku. Yeah, so the gang is like, they find a corridor and they run down it. And there's only one fire sage that chases them. And it turns out he's for the Avatar. So he helps them find um, the temple. They go down like through this whole cave system and find the temple, but... There's a trick to the door. You know, they have to have five firebenders and none of them except for that fire sage know how to firebend to open the door. So they try to like makeshift their own way in and it doesn't work out. But the fire sages are on their way to them. But it ended up did it did end up working out because it looked like they had gotten in there. Mm-hmm. So the fire sage that is for the avatar goes to warn the other fire sages and they come back and they go, oh, they're already in there. Let's get in there. So they actually open the door, not but, knowing so, that Aang is hiding. And to keep try and get in, in mind there. that they see a shadow of someone walking in there. And it's Momo. And it's Momo because they want them to believe that they're in there so that the doors will open. And they open the doors, and then um, that's when Aang is able to get in. Yeah. But, of course, it's not easy to get in even when the doors open. Zuko shows up and is like trying to kidnap Aang. And then Zen General Zhao yeah. is there too, shows up. And so they're both... But by that time, like, Aang eventually gets into this temple. The door's shut. And they can't they can't get in. 
And they know that he's in there talking to Avatar Roku at this point. And so they're like, well, eventually he has to come out. So when he comes out... Yeah, the out, door literally seals shut because of how, like, divine this, this intervention is. Yeah, and he's they're like, okay, well, we're just going to wait here till he has to come out. So they're literally waiting there while Aang is having his moment with Avatar Roku, which is just really cool, by the way, because it's one of those moments where you're like, wow, the Fire Nation has literally put everyone at odds and has caused so much turmoil, but then you have Avatar Roku who is with Aang, and they're having this moment where Aang's really like, I've needed you, where have you been? I need your help, I don't know what to do. And then Roku is telling him, like, Ozai has all of these plans, like, Sozin's Comet is going, it comes... Yeah, it's on its way. Yeah, by the end of summer it will show up, and if you don't stop it, Ozai will be able to finish the work he started by, I guess, destroying everything. Earth Kingdom. Yeah, like finishing everything off so that he has complete control over all of the nations. Which is scary. That's like genocide. That's literal genocide. Yeah, they already killed all the airbenders. In one day. And there's not much fire waterbenders left, so all you really have is earthbenders. And so, I mean, keep in mind, Aang's like, what am I going to do? You know, he only knows how to earthbend it. I mean, airbend at this point, besides when he enters the Avatar state, which he doesn't know how to do willingly. But these episodes actually put into perspective, it really, like, changes the course of the show, the entire show. This is, like, the true beginning of the show. Yeah, because you're like, okay, now he's figuring out what his purpose is right now and what he needs to do. And, okay, so they have this conversation um Roku tells him everything that he needs to do and then he's like well how am I gonna get out of here and Roku's like I'll help with that and Roku literally opens up the corridors like the the doors to that little area to the temple and everyone cracks the floor everyone gets like pushed back to a point where they can't do anything and Aang is able to escape yeah, but he doesn't just, like, open the door. He literally, like, destroys the whole yeah. temple. Oh, yeah, and everyone's like, it's Avatar Roku. They're, like, freaking out, obviously, because ha- he hasn't been around for 112 years. Oh, wait. You know how you said um, Zuko gets her necklace? I think that was in the previous episode, because how else was he supposed to find them, I guess? I don't know. Well, how would he know where to find... I think he holds on to that necklace for a while, because she gets it back, I know, but I don't think... Oh, I think she gets it back at the end of this season. I think so. She gets it from him. A lot of this season is just Zuko chasing them. Yeah, the first season is literally Zuko just chasing after them. And them trying to get Aang to where he needs to be to do what he needs to do. Yeah. They're kind of just carrying out the prophecy, pretty much, I feel like. Yeah, these episodes, though, were... I asked Isaac, I was like, did you think these episodes were a lot better than the last four? And we both agreed that we thought... I mean, the first four weren't bad because, you know, we get we got to see Kiyoshi Island and we got an introduction to everyone. But like Isaac said, this is where the plot's actually starting, where we're like, wow, Avatar Roku showed up. Now they know what they need to do. And I mean, I'm guessing from this point on, this is where Aang is like, okay, I need to learn how to bend. Just in these four episodes, you get an insight into the Earth Kingdom, the Hundred Year War, and the Avatar's Prophecy, and what the Fire Nation's ultimate plan is. So, like, all crammed into basically two episodes. These episodes were definitely... I, I'm i kind of scared for the next episodes, though, because you, you know they're going to slow down. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was like, for a second, thought you were scared because it was going to get too crazy. But yeah. Well, now I think they go to the Northern Water Tribe from this point on, right? Yeah, but we're only on episode eight or nine now, so they still have a lot to do. Yeah. 
but I mean, look at, keep in mind, the last time I watched this through was, what, four years ago? I think exactly almost four years ago. So it's, and I've watched episodes, like Isaac and I have watched episodes of both Korra and Avatar here and there, but we haven't watched the whole series through in a long time. So I feel like it's, Isaac, we're going to watch these episodes through again, and we're both going to be like, what, this happens already? Yeah, there was a lot of That's stuff. That's what we like, do every single episode. Like, I didn't realize Zuko picked up the necklace, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's right, you know? like Yeah. There's just little details that... Well, and then things start to click. When you know what's going to happen, you're like, oh, that's right, of course he had to have that, or of course this happens, because if this doesn't happen, then it would make no sense for this to happen later on. And again, I remember them going to Crescent Volcano Island, whatever it's called, Yeah. and him talking to Roku, but again, I didn't know it was that soon. Yeah, I didn't know it was that soon either. There's a lot that happens that I've forgotten about, because... I feel like there there's a lot of slow moments in Avatar, but when things happen, they happen so quickly instead of spread out, you know? Yeah. And so you forget all of the, like, I guess, really tight-knit, action-packed moments because of the long time you go without the action-packed moments. Um, I will say, as far as character development, um, Katara, I think, is my favorite character right now. Really? Yeah, it was I didn't it was a this is a complete one eighty, but it made sense. Yeah, I she's she's just for the good for she's for the good of everyone and she's trying her best. I just really I mean, it's hard not to like Aang, he's the avatar, but his character you can really start seeing him develop more. Yeah. As of right now, which is really cool. They they're all developing very I mean, it's it's slowly and subtle, but you can see it from episode to episode, the different things that they experience. You're like, Yeah, I can definitely see this character growing and developing. But another thing, I'm gonna be a total shipper right now. You know, people have always shipped either Katara and Aang or Katara and Zuko, um, Zuko or even sometimes Jet and all these different yeah. random characters <laughs> where you're like, No, but when you watch from the beginning Aang and Katara's relationship, it is really, like, at the end of the day, they really do truly love each other, and they just want to take care of each other. And you yeah. notice it now, because, I mean, right now they're just friends, obviously, but it's still, like, they care so much about each other, and they want the best, and they're going to do anything they can to take care of each other. At the beginning of season... And Sokka's included in there, too, but of course, like, not in a... I, that's a more platonic way, obviously. At the beginning of um, episode seven, when he's grieving over the realization that he can't help everyone, Katara is the only one that is there to be like, it's fine, we're going to figure out what happened, and we're going to fix this. Mm -hmm. So that alone is already showing you how close they have to be. Well, and then not only that, but when Sokka gets taken by the spirit, and then when they get when they meet King Bumi, and they have the crystal on them, like the entire time he's like, stop hurting my friends or give me back my friends you know like he's willing to do anything to help his friends even to the point where he wanted to go to the crescent island by himself because he didn't want them to get hurt i mean realistically if we were like if the show was real how long do you think like how how long do you think time has been like since they found the avatar till now probably about like a couple weeks to a month yeah, I wouldn't say it's very, like, it's not a very long amount of time, but I guess it, it, here's the thing, is it's like... It is in terms of eight episodes, you know? Yeah, Because well, a lot of shows just go, like, day to day. And not only that, but they've been spending day and night with yeah. each other for this long. I mean, obviously, you're gonna get 
you're gonna you're gonna get close it's like how some people talk about like love you know some people could fall in love within a day's time you know it's just like that moment where these people have created a connection and they spent so much time together that obviously it would be hard to break that up at this point yeah but anyways that was our watch through for episodes five through eight yeah we tried to keep it a little shorter for you guys yeah we we're trying to figure out a good rhythm with this um yeah let us let us know by the way do you like us i guess going into more because Isaac is used to explaining episodes in detail, which is fine, but then I also like just a summary because for the most part, if you've seen Avatar, you already know a lot about these episodes, but either way, we'd be fine with. We just want to know what you guys would like. Would you like us to summarize the episode quickly or would you like some more like in-depth detail, I guess? Because we can do either one. We just don't know which one is, I guess, the more most preferred or easier to follow, I guess you can say. Yeah. So um, let us know, and we will do what we can to alter it. Yep. What? Who is your favorite character right now? Probably Aang. Still? Still. I mean... That's I, fair. I like Katara. I've always liked Katara. And Sokka, I... Later on, I <laughs> I love Sokka. Like, Sokka is one of my absolute favorite characters. Yeah, but, I remember everyone was, like, so obsessed with Sokka, still is. But the beginning of this season, it's like, Sokka just needs to find his place yeah, he's still trying to figure out his place. In and who he is as a person. I mean, they all are. They're all trying to figure out who they are at this point. It's just Aang and Katara are a lot more... Closer. ...deliberate, yeah. too, with what they want. Um, but Aang is probably still my favorite right now. Okay. It'll be interesting once we get further on and more characters are yeah. involved. I thought episode six, the Imprison episode, was going to be the episode with Jet, and I was dreading it. Um, oh, I know. I did, too. <laughs> it's not that I don't like the episode. It's just... I don't know. It's cringy. It's just a cringy oh, episode. Um, I wanted to say the color palettes in episode five when they're in Boomy's like chamber, really cool. They just put that whole like green film filter over them, kind of showing where they're at. You know. Oh, I didn't even notice that. You always notice stuff like that though. Also, nighttime scenes are really cool because it, again, it's like a purplish blue filter. Yeah, they're pretty good at making you know what's, I guess, like, background-wise. transitions, backgrounds, settings. settings. Yeah, they're good at that. Um, Except we did also notice that the side profiles sometimes yeah. look like anime Like, your, your typical early 2000s, late 90s anime side profile face. Yeah, it's really... I, Isaac mentioned it, and then once he mentioned it, I you couldn't unsee it. Yeah, you can't unsee so it. So you're welcome. You won't be able to unsee it now. <laughs> The animation's kind of iffy, but I like it. I think it's hard for us to get into the animation because of how bad quality the discs are. Like, yeah. They're, they're really old. It's not the HD version, by yeah. the way. So it's, yeah, it's not the HD, so it's very... Um, True to, like, your original watch through on Nickelodeon in, like, 2006. Yeah, which when <laughs> you were that age, you didn't really care how good the quality was, you know? Yeah. You're just there for the story. I mean, we're still there for the story, obviously, but we're so used to seeing stuff in HD that we're like, what? This is, like, jarring on our eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I am Isaac. I'm Rachel. And we will see you in the next episode. Bye! Bye!
Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Let's Talk Avatar. I'm Isaac. And I'm Rachel. You can find us on our website at nonessentialmedia.com. On Instagram under nonessentialmedia. On Twitter at nonessentialm. And on Facebook by searching nonessentialmedia. Join us next week for another episode of Let's Talk Avatar. We love the Unagi. Unagi.